RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, and first in television, presents transcribed the Phil Harris Alice Fay Show. For your enjoyment, here is the Phil Harris Alice Fay Show, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Robert North, Janine Roos, Anne Whitfield, Walter Scharf and his music, and yours truly, Bill Foreman. All these years, Frankie Remley has successfully avoided marriage. Tonight, the trap is set with Phil's aid, but more about that later. First, a word from RCA Victor. Now, prices on new RCA Victor supersets are the lowest ever. Yes, now you can own RCA Victor television at tremendous savings. So if your television plans have been nipped in the budget, see RCA Victor's new supersets now. See the new Colby, for example. The Colby is a 17-inch table model superset, and you can buy it for only $229.95. And remember, with the Colby, you still get all the high standard in advanced design and careful craftsmanship for which RCA Victor is famous. See the Selfridge Ensemble, too. It's a big, beautiful 21-inch table set plus a matching consulate base. Be sure to take advantage of these unbelievably low prices. Stop in at your RCA Victor dealers tomorrow morning and ask for the Colby or the Selfridge Ensemble. They're supersets made by RCA Victor, cornerstone of home entertainment for three generations. And now the stars of the RCA Victor program, Alice Fay and Bill Harris. <laughs> This week, Alice had a lot of marketing to do, and she asked Phil to come along and help her. Phil did a lot of grumbling and complaining, but he finally went. Why did you have to drag me along to the market, Alice? This ain't a man's job. Oh, stop complaining. I'm doing all the work. You don't know what it's like pushing this heavy basket cart all over the store. Phil, won't you push the cart for a while? No. <laughs> I ain't getting out of this basket for nobody. <laughs> now stop talking and steer me over to the bear rack. <laughs> I'm getting thirsty. Oh, Phil, I feel ridiculous pushing you around in a basket like this. Why? I see a lot of women pushing their kids around. I don't see why I... Oh, what a cute, curly-headed little rascal. <laughs> How old is he, madam? Forty-eight. Forty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> but we're teaching him. Say hello to the lady, Melvin. Hello, lady. <laughs> you ain't shaming me out of this basket. <laughs> You'll have to get out. I want you to reach up on the shelf and hand a few things down to me. All right, all right, I'll get out. Uh, let's see now. I, I want some of that Romanoff uh, caviar on the top shelf. Okay, I'll... Caviar? Well, la-dee-da! No, <laughs> please, just get the caviar, will you? Honey, I can't reach that high with... Hey, honey. Hey, look. There's Remley over there at the counter. Oh, no. Hey, hiya, Frankie. Oh, Curly. Hi, Alice. Well, Frankie, what are you doing at the market? I'm buying some food stuff. Do all my own cooking, you know. That's a nice nauseating thought. <laughs> Please. 
I happen to be a very good cook. Nothing fancy. I specialize in plain, healthy, everyday foods. You'll excuse me now while I order a few things for my dinner. Uh, miss, I want a pound of juniper berries, a bottle of vermouth, um, a quart of grain alcohol, and a large tub. Oh, yes, and a bottle of small onions. What are you making, cream of martini soup? <laughs> this has onions. I'm making a Gibson pudding. Oh. <laughs> this recipe's very healthy. It's good as a tonic for the stomach. It's also good as a fuel for rocket ships. Well, if I were you, Frankie, I wouldn't touch that concoction. Oh, this is not for me. This is for my uncle. Oh. He lives on this stuff. Oh, how can he? I should think it would burn holes in a person's insides. Most people. But Uncle Goodrich has a self-sealing stomach. <laughs> of course, last year, Uncle did have a little trouble. He was rushed to the hospital for an emergency operation. Did they remove his stomach lining? No, they vulcanized it. <laughs> no, they didn't vulcanize it. Well, that's the way I heard it. No. They told me they put a coal patch on it. and it... No. No, they retreaded it and gave him a new stomach guarantee. <laughs> now he's just... All right, fellas, all right. Why do I listen to you Well, two? then, honey, come on. Let's get out of here. I'm tired of hearing all these dames' voices anyway. I just want to go home and relax. Well, I... hello, Mrs. Harris. Oh, it's so good to see you. Surely you remember me. Yes, you're... Mrs. Stewart, your new neighbor. We're from Iowa, the green coupe and the three children. I haven't seen you around, dearie. How have you been feeling? Oh, I've been oh, feeling... Oh, you look awful. <laughs> You must have had the virus pretty bad. But then everybody gets it this time of the year, don't they? But I, I... You know, when women get to our age, we have to be careful, don't we? I've just seen to Fred the other day. Fred's my husband, you know. He was married once before to a flighty little thing from Sioux City. Have you ever been to Sioux City? It's a lovely place, I always say. Is she automatic or a hand wine? <laughs> worked in Sioux City. He was in the underwear business. He made shorts for tall people. Oh. <laughs> of course, it was really Daddy's business. He helped Fred get started. Without Daddy, Fred would still be a bookkeeper for Foreman and Finkelfinger. It isn't that Fred doesn't have gumption, but he has to have somebody to push him along. But Daddy always said that, that, uh, young man, why are you examining me? What are you looking for? Your label. <laughs> Want to see what recording company made you? <laughs> it's okay, Curly. She's an RCA Victor Platter. What's on the other side? Cohen on the telephone. <laughs> Old Cohen, huh? Yeah. Man, I ain't heard that in years. Lady, would you mind turning over? <laughs> well, I want to hear just a now, few bars. Fellas, I guess... fellas, please. Uh, Mrs. Stewart, you'll have to excuse us. You see, my husband and I have to get home. Oh, which one is your husband? I am. Oh, I might have known it. All you good-looking men are married. It's a shame, too. You see, my sister just came in from Des Moines. I'm having trouble finding any eligible bachelors to introduce her to her. She's in the market for a husband. You don't happen to know a young, unmarried man, Mrs. Harris? Well, no, I wouldn't. Uh... Oh, yes, uh, yes. Mr. Remley here is single. Alice, please. Look, lady, your sister wouldn't like me. My 12 children would drive her nuts. But, but Mrs. Harris said you're single. Where did you get the children? Abby rents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
They handle everything. <laughs> You're just trying to make a joke. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. I'll bring my sister around to meet you. Well, I... Oh, you'll just love Bernice. She's a charming person, so unassuming. You never think that she's a wealthy widow. Lady, I don't care. <laughs> what was that last word? Widow. No, there's another one in there. Wealthy? That's the kid I'm looking for. <laughs> What's your sister like? Oh, she has a wonderful personality, very vivacious. She only has one fault. <laughs> she talks a lot. <laughs> she talks much more than I do. She talks more than... <laughs> what, she got two mouths? <laughs> Why don't you bring your sister over to our house sometime and we'll have Mr. Remley there. Splendid! Let's make it three o'clock this afternoon. That'll give you a chance to clean him up a little. <laughs> Now, wait a minute. I... Oh, I know you and my sister will hit it off together. I won't be able to hang around as I have a hairdresser appointment, but I'll drop her off and that'll give you two a chance to be alone. But I... Well, goodbye, brother-in-law. Brother-in-law? Well, come on, Mr. Revy, don't stop there. we got to go home and practice the wedding march, you know. Oh, because Frankie, I'm... this is wonderful. I'm so excited. Tell you what, I'll sing. I'll promise me it's your wedding. I don't want you to. Very well, then. I have other songs. See how you like this one. You keep me waiting till it's getting aggravating. You're a slow pole. I wait and worry, but you never seem to hurry. You're a slow pole. Time means nothing to you. I wait and then lay. Eight o'clock, nine o'clock, quarter to ten. Why should I linger every time you snap your finger, little slow pole? Why can't you hasten when you see the time's a wasting your slow pole? Dear, why should I keep trying to change you? It's not the thing to do. I guess I'll have to learn to be a slow poke. Slow poke, slow poke, why take your time? It's nearly quarter to nine, we'll miss that opening curtain time. You keep me waiting till it's getting aggravating, you're a slow poke. Oh, come on, boys, let's get with it. I wait and worry, but you never seem to hurry, you're a slow poke. Showtime, time means nothing to you. I wait and then, late again. Eight o'clock, nine o'clock, quarter to ten. Why should I linger every time you snap your finger? You're a slow poke. Why can't you hasten when you see the time's a waste and you're a slow poke, dear? Why should I keep trying to change you? It's not the thing to do. I guess I'll have to learn to be a slow poke. Remley, it's one o'clock. Just think, in two hours you'll be a married man. <laughs> May you rest in peace. <laughs> Curly, I'm not hanging around your house till that dame gets here. I don't want to get married. Remley, 
She's got money. Yeah. Well, I guess there's no way out. If she's got money, I'll have to marry. You wouldn't marry a girl just because she has money, would you? It's been done before. <laughs> Hasn't it, Curly? <laughs> now, wait a minute. Look, Remley, let's get one thing straight. When I married Alice, I didn't know she had a penny. And after I found out, it was too late. <laughs> and I've just suffered through it. <laughs> Imagine it's a pretty tough thing to live with. Miserable, just miserable. Frankie, you don't know how awful it is to be married to a woman who has money. Especially when she won't tell you where it's hidden. (laughs) You know something? I've torn this house down three times. I even had her mother fluoroscoped. Curly, I'm not going through with this. Where they're trying to marry this dame off, she must be a homely old hag. I'm beating it before she gets here. Oh, no, you're not. The girl's coming over here to meet you, and you're not going to embarrass her. I'm going upstairs now. And don't you try to leave this place, Frankie Remley. Curly, you gotta get me out of this. How you gonna get out of it? She's coming over expecting to meet Frankie Remley, so you're gonna have to meet her. Unless you can find somebody else to palm her off on. I wouldn't palm off a dame like that on any human being. Curly, would you classify Julius as a human being? No. Then he's my boy. If we could just introduce Julius to this dame as Frank Remley. Yeah, I got it. The kid's so obnoxious, he'd scare any dame. Yeah. All I got to do is talk Julius into it. I'll have to be nice to him, though, because... Hiya, fellas. I left the groceries on the kitchen table. Julius, my boy. I'm glad you're here. Why? Well, as you know, I think a lot of you. So? So, how would you like to change your name to Remley? Well, it's sweet of you to ask me, but I don't think we was meant for each other. <laughs> Look, Julius, No, I, I... no, no, you don't really love me. This is just a mad infatuation that will fade like a summer romance. No, uh, Julius, listen to me. Speak no more. It's best we part this way. (laughs) I'm going now. But I won't turn around because I want to remember you just as you are. (laughs) High as a kite! One of these days, I'm going to peel his Adam's apple. <laughs> Look, I don't want to marry you. Then what are you batting about? I want you to do me a favor. I want you to pretend you're me for about ten minutes. Oh? Uh-huh. What gutter do I have to lie in? <laughs> I resent your insinuation that I lie in gutters. That is in the past. I've risen above it. Yeah, he's a curb man now. <laughs> We ain't got no time to fool around, Julius. There's a girl coming over here who wants to marry Mr. Remley. 
That's right, kid. And I don't want to marry her. But I'm worried. As soon as she gets here, she's going to throw her arms around me and carry me off. Well, Mr. Remley, there's a very easy way to prevent that. How? When they bring her in, don't let her out of her cage. <laughs> now what am I going to do? I got to find somebody to palm this dame off on. Look, Remley, I doubt if you can do that before three o'clock. It looks like you're going to wind up being Mrs. Stewart's brother-in-law. Please, Curly, don't say brother-in-law. Curly, you mean Willie? <laughs> oh, Remley, this is an inspiration. Oh, this is perfect. I'll get him in here. Hey, Willie, Willie, come in here a minute. I'll be right in, Philip. Hey, Curly, how are we going to go about this? How will we get Willie interested in this thing? It's going to be a cinch. As soon as I tell him she has money, his nose will start twitching like a hound dog on a coon hunt. <laughs> money? The kid will do anything if you I tell... call, Philip? Yeah. Uh, Willie, how would you like to meet a girl? No, thank you. She's, uh, got a lot of money. Money? I told you, Rem. Look at his nose go. <laughs> yeah? It's twitching like a $2 metronome. <laughs> Now look, Willie You're gonna love this girl She's got Oh, she's got a beautiful face How about a figure? She has gorgeous, wavy red hair How about a figure? And beautiful blue eyes with long lashes About a figure And her nose Never mind the roof How's the foundation? <laughs> what kind of a figure does she have? How's she built? Oh, her built! <laughs> well, you ain't seen such a built. What a built! Hmm, she sounds enchanting. When can I meet her? Well, look, by a strange coincidence, she's coming over here at 3 o'clock just to see you. Oh, oh dear. It's 2.30 now. Well, I'd better go upstairs and change my clothes. Yeah, you'd better, because you want to make a good impression on this dame. Oh, of course, of course. Well, I'll go right up and change. Oh, Philip. What do you think I ought to wear to make an impression? Wear the blue mink slacks Alice gave you for Christmas. <laughs> He's got them, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, Remley, you see, it worked. We're all set. Yeah, except for one thing. The dame will come over here asking for Frank Remley, not Willie Fay. I'm going to fix that right now. I'll call Mrs. Stewart and tell her something happened to you, but that Alice has a brother who's dying to meet her sister. Yeah. Come on, I'll make the call right now. Yeah. Hey, Frankie, it's almost three o'clock. Another few minutes and Willie's gonna be a dead pigeon. You sure you set everything up all right? Yeah. When I told Mrs. Stewart that Alice had a single brother, she almost flipped her wig. <laughs> hey, her sister's coming over to meet Willie now. Did Mrs. Stewart ask about me? Yeah. But I told her you dropped dead. <laughs> Clever, huh? Curly, that's pretty stupid. When she comes over and sees me, she'll know I'm not dead. How? <laughs> You don't have to be that Hey, look out of the window The car just pulled up I wonder if that's the dame Yeah, yeah, that's Miss Stewart driving And the girl's getting out of the car <laughs> That must be that sister yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see her kiss her yeah. She must look like somebody who <laughs> Hey, Curly, she's gorgeous Look at I'm her I'm looking, I'm looking 
Oh, what a pretty thing. Yeah. Hey, she's too good for Willie. She's too good for you, too. I'm going to take over here. Curly, you're a married man. Oh, yeah. It's funny how that keeps slipping my mind. Curly, this is for me. You got to help me. Frankie, you can't do it. She expects to meet Willie. Yeah, and she's liable to go for him, too. Wait a minute. I got an idea. She looks like a nice girl. She'd be scared stiff if Willie turned out to be a wolf. A wolf? He looks more like Red Riding Hood. <laughs> no, 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 you don't understand, girl. This girl has never seen Willie. So you pretend you're Willie. When she comes in, you make a few passes at her, and then I'll rush in and rescue her. Make me a big man in her eyes. Remley, hmm? do you realize what you're saying? Are you asking me to deliberately make love to this beautiful young thing? Yes. I'll do it. <laughs> but remember this, Remley. I wouldn't do this for nobody else. Alice, please forgive me for what I'm about to do. <laughs> oh, oh, Curly. Do you know how to act like a wolf? <laughs> Used to be my business. <laughs> of course, it's been quite a few years since I wolfed it up, any, but uh, I think some of the gimmicks might come back to me. Uh, look, Remley, you go upstairs and lock Willie in his room and get him out of the way. Yeah, all right. Look, now, I'll give you a few minutes to go into your wolf back, then I'll come running in, in a hurry, and rescue her. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What? You don't have to come running in. I mean, uh, Take your time. Don't run. <laughs> Crawl in. <laughs> Give a man a chance to get in a few good howls, you know. <laughs> After all, I have... Uh-oh, there's the door. Beat it, Remley. Here's where I go into my ass. Yeah. Oh, the way I'll lay it on this dame, she thinks she stepped into a den of Errol Flynn's. <laughs> How do you do? I'm Mrs. Stewart's sister, Bernice McFadden. Are you William Fay? Yes, my dear. <laughs> I am William. Step in, my little moth. Oh, thank you. And now to uh, shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> and now to lock it. <laughs> What are you doing with the key? I'm about to drop the key down the front of my shirt. Here it goes. What was that? It was the key. It fell straight through to the floor. Oh. I guess I ain't built for this sort of thing. <laughs> I don't understand. Aha, uh -huh, but you will, my pet. Shall uh, we step into the other room? What for? I have some drugged wine on ice. <laughs> drugged wine? Yes. Manischewitz spiked with celery tonic. <laughs> Just a slipper full, size 12, triple E. <laughs> and now, my dear, come closer to me. 
so I may sweep you into my brawny arms and crush you like a rose petal. Uh, aren't you a little old for this sort of thing? <laughs> old only in the ways of the world. Come now, I'm about to kiss you. You're going to do what? I am going to kiss you. I'd like to see you try it. I... I don't like the way she said that. <laughs> if I did try to kiss you, what could you do to stop me? After all, I'm a man, and you are but a mere woman. I'm also a judo expert, and I'm going to teach you a lesson. Now, wait a minute, lady. Can't we talk this over? No, you've got this now, coming wait. to you, and wait I'm going to take lady, your I just... head Ow, and... ow, you're hurting me. Oh, this... Hey! Now, look what you did to my little head. You went... Aha, what's going on here? Unhand that defenseless creature, you big bully. That's telling her, Remley. Get her off. <laughs> Curly, this isn't the way it's supposed to go. <laughs> I'll go out and come in and... Remley, please. Now get busy, will you? What I get for hiring a weak wolf. Remley, don't leave me. I, 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 Remley. Look, Miss McFadden, honest, I'm not really a wolf. Oh, I know you're not, Will. I knew you were just pretending. <laughs> you can call me Bernice. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're much too cute for the wolf type. Ow. <laughs> I think I could learn to like you, Will. Could you, Vern? <laughs> yes. Then, honey, will you snap my head back? I'm tired of looking out the window. <laughs> I'd rather look... Uh-huh. What's going on here? Oh, Unhand Remley, that... Remley, will you get lost? How hokey can you get coming in with a blonde wig and a high voice? <laughs> uh, take another look, Father. Alice! This woman. This woman? Oh, this, this, this is my sister, Alice Faye. I'll sister you. Bill, who, who is this person? This person? Oh, Alice. Uh, uh, Alice, I want you to meet an old friend of mine, Bernard McFadden. <laughs> Not Bernard, it's Bernice. Right, I'm trying to get out of something. Will you keep quiet? Flex your muscles, bend the knee, drink some carrot juice. <laughs> <laughs> For your information, this man is my husband. Your husband? William, you lied to me. But Bernie... You're nothing but an old roué, and I never want to see you again. Goodbye. I wonder who she was. <laughs> you know something, honey? Them strangers keep coming in and out of here all day. A man never know. Alice, 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 put down that lamp. I'm not going to hit your heart. Now, Alice, don't... I'm just going to bend your scalp to fit the waves in your hair. Alice... <laughs> Alice and Phil will be back in just a moment. Now, greatest values ever for RCA Victor Television. Now, you can buy an RCA Victor Superset for only $229.95. That's right. It's called the Colby, and it's a new RCA Victor superset.
that you can buy tomorrow for only $229.95. So buy the fastest-selling television on the market at this exciting new low price. Stop in at your RCA Victor dealers and let him show you the Colby, a 17-inch table model super set. Or ask him to show you the Selfridge Ensemble, magnificent 21-inch table model plus consulate base for only $379.50. And listen to this. All these prices are complete. They include federal excise tax, full-year warranty on your picture tube, and no extra charge for your favorite finished mahogany. So don't wait. Now's the time for you to get a superb new super set made by RCA Victor. We're a little late, so good night, everybody, and thank you. Good night, everybody. This program is produced and transcribed by Paul Phillips. Remember, whether you're buying a television set, a radio, a Victrola phonograph, or record, put your faith in the cornerstone of American home entertainment for three generations. RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in television. Next, Theater Guild on the Air stars Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall on NBC.